any chip on the flow, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. You supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. That's like an alarm clock. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick and our good friend of the program, Tyler Pig. Uh, in today's episode, we are going to give a brief recap of The Clash, uh, catch you up on the weekend at the L.A. Coliseum, give you some news, and then we'll give you our season preview and, as always, our picks that are sure to be right. Uh, so go ahead and go to your sports book, place those wagers, because we're picking all the right winners uh but first we'll get into a detail but what were your guys' thoughts on the clash i i'm over it <laughs> like i think it lost its nostalgia of being at the coliseum adding more cars to the race i think hurt it i yeah. think putting 27 cars yeah. in a quarter mile track what they're 15 16 cautions and it just felt, especially, and then then in the uh, the preview or the qualifying races, it felt like to pass you had to wreck somebody. Yeah, I thought the so I think there's two differences. Like one, if you're in person, it's really cool. Like everybody has talked about it who was there, so it's really awesome for a lot of very reasons. Especially if you like Wiz Khalifa, um, and we can talk about that later. I, I think I think there's a place that NASCAR could look into implementing the the heats and the main the feature part of like dirt ra- dirt racing and modifieds. I think there's some value to that, but at the same time, when it's on a quarter mile track with 27 cars, and at one point we watched, uh, I believe it was Ryan Blaney got wrecked from a car two cars behind him, basically driving through somebody. I can remember who it was because there were so many cautions. Um, this is not great racing, and there's no outside groove. There's literally no way to pass anybody except getting underneath them and spinning them out. So um, it's just it's it's a great exhibition. The TV ratings are better than the old clashes we used to do in Daytona, but it just it may have lost its luster. By the way, I don't know if you guys know USC plays football there. I've, I heard that. I think I we get the, the over on you. <laughs> I thought the funniest thing that they did or they were trying to hype up that them being back in the Coliseum and they gave us like the hood camera of them driving through the tunnel. And they're like, this is the tunnel that USC football walks through. And it's like, cool. And it can't be saved with traction compound. <laughs> I mean, let's get, let's get into the rundown. Um, with the practice, you could tell that things are going to be dicey. Um, time seemed a lot tighter than last year, except for Martin Truex Jr. Who was flying. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger and Chase Briscoe um, get into it a little bit at practice. Qualifying those, Justin Haley, uh, he doesn't just win the qualifying. No one was in a tenth of a second of him, so he dominated um, by that. The Heats were won by Eric Amarola, uh, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and William Byron. Uh, only Byron started out front, um, so that changed a little bit from last year. Um, but, yeah, all four – heats were won by the car that started out front last year and the one thing i want to say is watching this looking at the practice times and all that bubba wallace was pretty damn good and i don't think a lot of like they didn't give him i feel like the coverage that he deserved for being up front yeah and he i mean he uh, led 43 laps in the or yeah 43 or 42 um I forgot who wrecked him. Someone wrecked. Like, yeah, someone it was it was later in the race, but yeah, but I mean, like even leading up, like he was pretty fast in the practice and qualifying, and I just feel like he no one really talked about him, which was kind of maybe don't really. Yeah, they were him. talking about USC. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you know this. Kyle Busch changed teams. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, let's see the uh, last chance races were won by Michael McDowell and Chase Elliott. Um, Austin Cendrick gets in as he was the highest points guy from last season remaining. Uh, both uh, Roush Fenway Kozlowski cars are going home, so a short weekend for our friend Brandon Lee, um, as well as Ricky Stenhouse, Corey LaJoy, um, Cody Ware, BJ McLeod, uh, Burton, Ty Dillon, JJ Yaley. Um, not a lot awful racing to send nine cars home. 
No, and they kept really trying to hype up the provisional, but as we went on down the line, it became pretty clear it was going to be Austin-centric at the end. I The only thing that I took away from the heat races, guys, and I, and I love my boy Brandon Lee, who, who is PR wizard for RFK, um, they got a lot of issues with those cars. Because this is year two of being like non-competitive at that at that thing. Well, they were competitive last year, and then they good did good at the shootouts. I think it could be just like it's a quarter mile track. I mean, you're never going to race at that in the season. I kind of think it's like meh. See, I thought last year that was because they were like, "Hey, we've only got one of these next gen cars, and we're going to save it for Daytona." And then yeah. this year, I thought everybody felt like a little more dialed into the setup. But excuse me, they were nowhere near the. I think they both finished seventh and eighth in, the, in that heat. It just got, I got some concerns, but we'll save that for our Daytona preview next week. Yep. The Ryan Priest, he led the most laps with 43. He doesn't win. Bubba Wallace also leads 43 laps, but he doesn't win either. It's Martin Truex Jr., who really had the best car in the long run. Um, they end up going to the podium where Kyle Busch uh, greeted Martin Truex. <laughs> he, he swiped the credit card. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which was kind of cool to see that they're you know still friendly, still obviously not teammates at Joe Gibbs Racing, but obviously no hard feelings between them. They were joined by Kyle Busch's teammate Austin Dillon. Uh, so they get medals instead of trophies. Um, I thought it was just cool for Martin Truex Jr. and his team. They went through a lot last year not winning a race. Um, pretty cool to be able to start the year off with a win, albeit not a real race, but I think that kind of just helps the momentum and the morale of the team. So pretty cool for him. Yeah, I'm I'm a Truex fan from way back. I was glad to see him back. Uh yeah, I was gonna say in victory lane, but I guess on the metal podium. I, I thought that was stupid at first, but then I remembered the race was pretty stupid, so I was okay with it now that I think about it. But uh yeah. Yeah, and I thought, I mean, I was happy for Truex because I think he's just, he's he's good for NASCAR. He, he last year just couldn't catch a break and obviously make the playoffs. It was a good night for RCR. Yeah. Um, I, again, I know we know that Kyle Busch is in the eight car and we're all very excited about that. And I think we all predicted that in like June of last year, this is what's going to happen. But, you know, for those, I think there's a chance that RCR can make some noise. We may talk about that in our bold predictions later, but, um, to get those two cars on the podium what was, I think, a good night for them after some ups and downs last year with Reddick leaving. Uh, Dylan made the Austin made the playoffs, you know, winning Daytona, but um, they were very up and down all year long, especially after Reddick's kind of hot start in 2022. So be, uh, be curious to see how they can take this momentum into Daytona where they've historically been really good. Well, I thought the best part about the race and really the exciting part was, you know, Kyle Bush gets spun out with what about 50, 60 laps left, maybe less. So he's way back in the field, but he kind of makes a charge. And he talked about it in his post-race um, interview. He's like, you know, I kind of let Austin go because I knew I wasn't fast enough. So tried to give him a chance. But the fact that he was able to move through the entire field in that short of time when we knew that the passing wasn't going to be easy just shows that Kyle Busch is still um, a really good driver. And I think there might be a little fuel to his fire this year. There you go. I I noticed, and it seemed like after the race, a memo went out to a lot of NASCAR people uh, pushing that uh, to all the fans that didn't like the race and thought it was stupid that, hey, it's just an exhibition and the goal is to get new eyes on the sport. My thoughts with that is you could hand out free samples, but if your free samples are poop sandwiches that cost a lot, people aren't going to come back for new poop sandwiches. Um, so I think they need to, like, I don't know. I'm pushing for... If they want to stay in L.A., I want them to go to Santa Anita Park and do dirt racing on the horse track. It's yeah. probably got the right size seating for the crowd they're going to get. Dirt racing, you don't got to bring dirt in. Whammo. There you go. Because people, people think if it doesn't come back, the reason it won't come back is how much money they have to put in every year to repave everything. So. And and NASCAR has the option, right, in the contract to not void it, but basically they can. It's like a year to year pickup option, yeah. is right. They can pick it up. This way, at least I read it. I, yeah. I know we can talk talk about Fontana here in a second. That whole deal. There is no way this can become a points race. Yeah, like, I, I think that's where the riot starts. Like, I get pl having it out there where there's a new crop of fans. There's not a lot of West Coast racing, but if 
there's no way they can race that thing there for a points race. It would be just an absolute debacle. Yeah, I agree. But that was the clash. On the other uh, note that uh, Tommy didn't put on the uh, rundown that was pre-race, Kevin Harvick announcing, not really a surprise, but they had him on the uh, desk with the boys. Um, He announced that he'll be joining Fox uh, after his career is done after this season. Um, Not really a surprise, but kind of see, I mean, it's just, he's in the books. Now he can focus on racing, no speculation there. But to me, like with that TV deal, it makes it kind of seem that if Fox is investing in a new announcer, maybe they'll stick with uh, NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I Like Harvick's done races. He has a lot of knowledge, but he really doesn't excite me like when he's talking. Yeah. In the mind, Do you I'd think, say... oh, God. You think him and him, Clint Boyer, in the booth at the same time as an upgrade over Tony Stewart. Guest... Yeah, I do too. I mean, I don't love the guest analyst rotating chairs thing. Um, yeah. How awkward was uh, it? When I... Shakira was in there. It was, <laughs> wasn't Shakira. Gwen Stefani. Gwen yeah. Stefani. Yeah. Put some respect on No Doubt's name. Did her and Clint Boyer make out at some point uh, at that little uh, the, the bonfire where he was shipwrecked? At? <laughs> yeah. I think he tried to plant a kiss on her then. But I like, I didn't. I actually thought Tony Stewart was better this year than last year. Yeah. Um, but I've always pushed for Kurt Busch. I just thought he was so good doing truck races. But may I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. So that could be it. But uh, some other news: NASCAR says Ty Gibbs' um, fire was the result of an improper muffler installation. Um, so they ran mufflers at the Coliseum. They're going to run them a couple other places, like the Chicago Road Race. Yeah, so they basically said, hey, it wasn't us, it was you, even though it was uh, them, because the teams didn't want mufflers. They were told to put them on, so. Um, And then the clash ratings were down from last year, but second only to the NFL Pro Bowl for the weekend. Um, Really, I don't know what's worse, watching this year's Pro Bowl or the clash. Yeah, no offense to any listeners who watched the Pro Bowl, but what kind of morons watched the Pro Bowl? Not me. Like, I liked the Pro Bowl back in the 80s when there was big, uh, like, players didn't get paid as much. And to win it, you actually got some money that made a difference in your life. So they tried to win the game. Um, And then, of course, the game got stupid. But then flag football got even stupid. (laughs) Uh, And then this one was the wild news that came out, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, so Kyle Bush was arrested with a gun at the Cancun airport ba- back in January. Uh, he was caught with a 38 caliber handgun that he claims that he forgot in his car triggered, got triggered during customs. So it's had to be a private flight, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Just weird. <laughs> and hollow tip bullet. It's- Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm not going to uh, ask Kyle Bush why we need need to bring our gun to probably a resort in Mexico. Uh, you can we can recap all of our uh, immigration and border issues on our State of the Union recap podcast. But I, the fact that this kind of like stayed under wraps for a while is kind of interesting. And then he had yeah. to go bond out. And I don't know. Just go. Just go enjoy a mai tai, man. They're like it's. It's not that. I mean, they're going to take care of you. It's 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 okay. The Moon Palace is beautiful down there. They don't. They, you'll be fine. I think the weird thing is because they listed him in like the document as Kyle, whatever his middle name is, and then B. So you really had to do some like digging to like try to figure out if it was him or not. But it did say that they, he was from Las Vegas, Nevada. But maybe oh, that's, you don't yeah. and you know, I feel bad now because I said Brittany Griner was stupid for taking uh, drugs in the Russian. This guy's taking a gun. In the <laughs> <laughs> uh, you they, can talk more they, uh, about that on your WNBA podcast. <laughs> uh, some other news: uh, Jimmy Johnson will run the Chicago Street Course race. Um, he's still uh, thinking over some other races, um, and then uh, Auto Club, as uh, Tyler mentioned earlier, that's going to be off the schedule for 2024. Um, really, not unexpected because they're going to be repaving it, changing it up, but officially off the 2024 schedule. 
I my thing on Auto Club is this, and like goes back to the whole deal with the clash. Can we not find one other track that's like a mile, a, a half mile to a mile to go race at for one weekend in February? Uh, like we've already taken, we've already taken like Kansas down and Nashville down. Like just we don't have to go. I, we got plenty of West Coast stuff. They're gonna go to Vegas. They're gonna go to Phoenix twice. Well, you can even go out to California. Every driver I listen talk to says they really like Irwindale, which would need some renovation. But it's freaking yep. NASCAR. You're fixing up North Wilkesboro. You can't fix up Irwindale, and I don't, I don't get it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I thought this was the year they were renovated. <laughs> I I, I might have been on uh, drugs last February when we did this, but I thought when they raced, they were shutting it down and repaving. They, like, showed pictures of what was going to happen, but uh, it's been a long year, so I don't... I don't like the track enough to miss it. Yeah, It's not my favorite two-mile track. My well, it, won't be two mile, it won't be two-mile anymore, so... No. I like it. Uh, some other news. News with the stage races. NASCAR will not throw a caution flag at the end of stages on road course, except for Xfinity and truck standalone events. Uh, we mentioned that uh, last week on the pod, uh, but they've been listening to us. They uh, cut out the awful short pitting. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been saying this for years. Like, why do you have a, a stage break if no one's going to pit because they pitted two laps before the stage break? Yeah. Now, if they can get rid of the uh, competition cautions, that's next. We can get, or rid they of could, uh, or don't count the laps that are in between the stages. Make it a true yeah. fifty laps. Pit, get everybody all situated, and then you can run another fifty laps, and then go to the stage break. I think, like we've talked about that many times. And especially in those truck races and the Xfinity races where there's not as many laps and you're running nine competition caution laps or not competition, but stage break laps. Like it just kind of takes away from it. Yeah. And it's, and it's actually what they did in the clash the other night. Yeah. And I think it was awesome, especially when you have 15 cautions. <laughs> for a three 30, laps of racing. 37 mile race. We could have. Yeah. Uh, great news for SRX racing. They've moved to ESPN. Um, Moving races to Thursday, which allows them to get more NASCAR uh, talent. The first four full-time drivers named, that's Brad Keselowski, Haley Deegan, Ryan Newman, and Bobby Labonte. Some other big names running part-time are Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Helio Castroneves, and Clint Boyer. Yeah, that was the one move they made. And in the past, a couple of the races have been close to, to where NASCAR was running the, that weekend. But this time, all of them, except for the last one, are near a track like Stafford, Connecticut's going to be by New Hampshire, uh, Thunder Road, Speed Bowl. Vermont's not too far from Pocono. I mean, it, it, you won't be required to jump in a uh, plane. Um, Richmond, they're going to run in Fairlawn, Virginia. Michigan, they're going to run at Berlin Raceway, which is in nearby Grand Rapids. Uh, Indianapolis isn't too far from Tony Stewart's Eldora Speedway. So it's helping to get more NASCAR people there, which would get more eyes on the race i think and it's an idea a lot of people have actually thrown around for the clash is why not have the clash at these local tracks move it to a different site every year and you can do it at a site that is by a major market yeah like a uh, hearted texas speedway in waco so now we look at the uh, schedule. Uh, what are some of the races you guys are looking forward to most? How about you start? All right. Well, I like, obviously, I think Daytona 500, always one. Uh, Talladega, I always look forward to. I can tell you the one I'm not looking forward to is the Bristol Dirt Race, and I hate that they're bringing it back. Not a big fan of it. I think it ruins one of the Bristol track or races that you're there. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I just not, I'm not a big fan of the Bristol Dirt Race. There you go. I here's the ones I got. I'm going uh, uh, Martinsville, the second to last race of the year. I thought that, that last year, even if you got rid of the Hail Melon, it was still a, a really good race. Probably one of the more competitive races. Probably one of the most exciting finishes. 
And I think in most cases, it's more exciting than the championship race. I like the Bristol fall race. It's a Bristol night race and it's a cutoff race. I like Darlington throwback weekend. The paint schemes were stale last year. Uh, it sucks poop that it's on Mother's Day, but at least we'll have some pretty cars to look at. And then I'm going mid-Ohio for the trucks on July 8th. Uh, Ohio race fans are constantly screwed over by NASCAR, so this is a great track with great racing. At minimum, they should have an Xfinity race. I think they should have the clash at uh, Cleveland Browns Stadium. Because the Browns ain't using that stadium in January. <laughs> and then Road America, another track that showed great support and got screwed over by NASCAR this year. They took away the 4th of July race for the Chicago uh, Lori Lightfoot Open. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Henry 180 Xfinity race on July 29th. Uh, I think the other ones that I'm really looking forward to is I want to see Atlanta again. I thought that was really exciting. Um, with the new configuration of the track, see if it can uh, bring back some of that magic. Uh, two more races that I'm not looking forward to are Texas Motor Speedway. I don't know if oh, they're racing there I twice. Knew it was, or I knew it was coming. Awful racing. Hey, if I can get back in the pits, I'll like it. <laughs> you can drive up there. We can hang out with our guy, uh, Matt Gregg. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you my five really quickly, and I'll give you my two that I'm not looking forward to. Uh, North Wilkesboro, I am pumped. If you're a Nash, uh, NASCAR uh, diehard historian type, like like the stuff I like, it is awesome. They haven't raced there since the 90s. It is, it is obviously Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s little pet project. It'll be cool. I'm excited about Chicago. I, 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 I dabble in another type of European race that we don't talk about on this podcast. And Euro I think it'll trash be is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. You like, I know. oh, I like fake storylines. <laughs> uh, I like Ford coming back to Formula One. Talk about that in our Formula One sub-podcast, sub-network podcast uh, on Discord. Uh, Daytona 2, as I like to call it, uh, whatever it used to be, the Pepsi, the, uh, the Firecracker 400 back in the day, if you're uh, an, old, an old person like I am. Um, it's the cutoff race for the playoffs. We saw Austin Dillon sneaking. There was a lot of drama. I think that's a it's a cool way to end it. I love the Darlington throwback race just because it's Darlington. Um, and then the Martins Martinsville, uh, the second race here in the fall, might get to see Ross Chastain illegally ride against the wall again. So um, my other two, I hate. Um, I, this is going to sound kind of really crazy. Well, no, one won't. Indianapolis road course is absolutely the worst race to me on the on the whole the whole whole schedule. I'll tell you the track I actually don't like running at all is Richmond. Mm. Never liked it. Not very dramatic. Um they're only like seven weeks apart. There's not a lot of action. Um it used to be like a real I thought a really cool night race back in the day, but it is just it's stale. Yeah. Well on January twenty seventh, uh, Doug Bull suggests that the uh, Brick Heart Brickyard four hundred could return to the uh actual oval in the near future so they're considering wow. rotating it though so i don't know if it's every other year i would like the every other year yeah uh all right prediction time in the cup we got a breakout year tyler will let you go first oh wow i got the honor i wasn't prepared to look at my notes uh breakout year i was kind of in between um ryan priest and I was going to say Ty Gibbs, but I'm going to go Ryan Priest, even though we'll talk about Ty Gibbs in a minute. Uh, I think he's got a lot to prove. Uh, I thought he ran really well in the clash. Um, uh, he takes over for Cole Custer. Uh, Thomas has his die cast, so we want to continue to rep that. Yeah. It's um, looking, yeah. So I don't think he'll, I think he, um, he's just got a lot to prove. I mean, he's like mortgaged his house to get back in the Xfinity series. So hard nosed driver. People really like him. You could tell uh, the TV guys were pretty pumped that he was running well and he's back in, in, in the Cup series. So, He's my uh, he's my breakout guy. I'm going. Uh, I don't know if he can break out. I think he can. I, I like. I don't know if it'd be considered a breakout, but I'm going Chris Busher. Um, he had a rough start for RFK this year, but uh, I think he wins uh, multiple races. I'm going with two races. Uh, makes the playoff. Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna. He's just kissing up to Brandon Lee to get him on the pod. Uh. I'm going with uh, Tyler's pick of Ryan Priest. Uh, didn't know that he was going to pick Ryan Priest, but I think he looked 
Uh, really motivated, obviously, a short uh, window of what he could do last week at the Clash. Um, but like I said, I think he just wants to make the most of his opportunities. He's with a pretty decent team that kind of took a jab at last week, but I think they're, uh, he might be able to get something done. I don't know if he'll make the playoffs, but I think he's going to be a lot better than what Cole Custer was last year. Yeah, sorry, I saw you thunder. It was it was almost an Austin Cindric pick. He won the five hundred last year, and but and yeah, he I, I, do I, that. yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, Austin Dillon won last year. Uh, okay, next one. Better year. These are. It seems like this is gonna be a rivalry, but uh, Noah Gregson or Ty Gibbs. Uh, well, I went off what Thomas wrote, uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, Ty Gibbs. I really, I think if you put them in exact, like the same exact car, I think. IROC racing, if we did an IROC. Yeah, I think that they would be pretty similar, but I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs just the, for the fact that he's on um, JGR, grandson. I think they're going to try to make sure that he's more successful. Uh, I'll go Ty Gibbs, better equipment, a little more, uh, I mean, barely, a little more, um race time last year the amount of races that he had um and then on top of that like i think like evan said they're gonna put a lot of uh emphasis on the 54 car his dad passing away is a whole situation itself i think there's gonna be a lot of support around him he did have one top 10 last year he struggled down the stretch i think but he obviously went in the xfinity was great for him but the cup he was really good those first couple of races and then really struggled but i think if if the it was flipped and Gregson's in the better car. I'd probably pick Noah Gregson, but I think better equipment, better support, and it'll probably be Ty Gibbs. I feel like people plagiarized. I'm going to, I'd like to say Gregson, but I feel like it's uh, Joe Gibbs racing is going to go above and beyond to make Ty Gibbs successful and, and, to, make, Gibbs. and to make getting rid of Kyle Bush look like a smart move. Yeah. Uh, I also thought it was pretty, I mean, we rag on Ty Gibbs for his racing last year and rightfully so, but. Um, Chase Elliott did give him props in one of the uh, qualifying races where he told, said that, you know, Ty Gibbs raced him clean, didn't wreck him or anything like that. But he also knew that he was going to make it into the race, maybe. So, or no, he didn't. But did race him clean. Uh, bold prediction. Thomas, you go first. Oh, my gosh. I didn't pick him as my breakout. But now that I look at this bold prediction, I probably should have. I have Ryan Priest wins multiple races and makes the final eight. Yeah, so you got wow. Chris Buescher winning multiple races and Ryan Priest winning multiple races. There's no races left for anyone else to win. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with A.J. Allmendinger doesn't win a road race this year. Whoa. Oh, man. That's like you need to take that to your local sports book. Yeah. I'm just saying we were looking for bold predictions. That was bold. Uh, mine is RCR wins not one, not two, not three, not four, but five Okay, races LeBron. <laughs> first one at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, shout out, shout out to LeBron. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I think Kyle Busch is going to pick off at least three. Hey, I'll put Austin Dillon up against anybody. I guess in Atlanta, Talladega, and Daytona. I mean, he runs well there, and he had some decent stretches last year. Uh, and that's his ride in a three car as long as he wants it, I guess. So, um, I just think the new team for Kyle Busch helps. Um, he seemed happy, which was a, a nice, refreshing thing about him on Sunday night. So he's in a new situation. So I think they, they can have a pretty good run and in, in both of them make the playoff. All righty. Who's your final four? Uh, I got my man, Chase Elliott, uh, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, and Martin Truex Jr. I think the two guys that really struggled last year, didn't win a race. They come back strong. Um, I, I really like those two. And I think, if Marty has a good year, I think he goes out on top. So you're picking your champion already? No, no, no. Oh, I okay. Said if he had a good year. No, yeah. me. That was confused because uh, that wasn't. I will say it's one. It will be one of those four that win it. Say those again: Blaney, Truex, Hamlin, and Elliott. Right. Yep. Okay. Did you write that down? Because we need to save that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought you were going to fill them all in for us. Oh gosh! Now I have to. Okay. Now you go, Tyler. Uh, I got a couple that Evan had. I'm gonna go uh, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, and uh, Kyle Larson. 
and uh, I like the Hendrick cars. I think Ryan Blaney's going to win a race this year, guys. So he'll that will help. Bold him prediction. Him That's a bold prediction. Yeah, bold prediction. Uh, I think he wins the race this year, and I think Logano is really good for Penske again. If we watch the watch the playoffs last year, Kyle Larson was really good throughout the thing, but just couldn't catch a break. Uh, he had a, had the best car in a lot of situations, and just just couldn't come through. Something happened. You know, tire may have caught on fire, like it happened a couple times last year. So. Um, that's my four. I think it's going to come down to Larson Elliott. We'll talk about that here in a second. Yeah, I have, and I feel like I feel like I can go over four on this one, but I'm going Kyle Bush, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney. And for some reason, I cannot get two years ago Kyle Larson dominating out of my head. Maybe I should because he was meh last year, but I have Kyle Larson as the fourth one. All right, now the big one. Who's your champion? I'm going with Chase Elliott myself. If he wins the championship, are you going to buy the uh, Hooters Night Owl diecast for $100? Um, yeah, but the only thing is, I don't know where to send it in 2027. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'll be here. Um, so putting an address down for that one will be tough. Uh, I will. I will also pick Chase Elliott. I think it comes in how much between Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. I think they have the two best cars all year long, and we get to eat Bogo for a whole year. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna go with Ryan Blaney. Uh, I think Team Penske riding high uh, after Joey Logano's win last year. He's consistently at the top last year with just no win. Um, I think he's right on the cusp of being a, a champion. I'm gonna go with Ryan Blaney. Wow, I picked your favorite. You picked my favorite. Yeah, well, no, you're a Truex guy. Till you Man, I, I'm ready for trucks to go out the door. Like, <laughs> you know, one name we didn't speak of was our good friends at Trackhouse, Ross Chastain. Is he the one? Is he the? Is he the one that is like we think last year he takes this huge step forward and they fall back big time? You know, uh, I was actually thinking. I think twenty three eleven, and I can't remember what I said last week. So apologies for our loyal listeners. I mean, I think twenty three eleven might have a better year than Trackhouse this year. I I I'm right on board with you. Like I think Bubba could get a couple wins. Yeah, and I wouldn't put it past Ty in the every um, Tyler Reddick's win either. He was yeah. really good last year early on. So the the, the, the like Trackhouse thing to me. Yeah, I do too. I do. I think it's good for the sport. I just I think Trackhouse could. I'm curious to watch them after they got so much attention last year, what they're like this year. Yeah. Well, let's transition to Xfinity, our predictions. Uh, breakout year. I'm going to go with Sheldon Creed. Uh, I think he has a dominant year this year, um, especially with Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson leaving. I think that kind of leaves um, the, talk of the top of the pack wide open. We talked about that last week. I think Sheldon Creed kind of goes out and dominates. You almost stole mine. Uh, I'm going to say Brandon Jones wins three races for Junior Motorsports. Um, he's going to have a good year. Okay. I'm uh, I'm going Kyle Weatherman. <laughs> he's not running full-time this year. But, hey, well, come on, guys. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a lot? Uh, but I think he's going to get five or six top fives, which, considering the car I'll be in, is pretty good. Jesse Awuju's number, Awuji's number 34. Just listening, I listen to podcasts because I try to, uh, I try to grow my intelligence uh, in, in the sport. And a lot of times, Dale Junior's mentioned it. Uh, a couple other people have mentioned it when they talk about drivers that have a lot of skill. They mention Kyle Weatherman. Um, it, maybe he just needs to work on getting sponsors so he can get a better ride. There you go. Uh, bold prediction. Uh, I'm gonna go. Sammy Smith wins multiple races. We kind of saw him. Uh, <laughs> we kind of saw him uh, rise a little bit last year. Um, he was a guy that Dale Jr. was very high on. I almost thought that he would um, fill him in the uh, Junior Motorsports car, but he's a Toyota guy. I just think he's kind of a uh, soon-to-be star in the Xfinity, and I think he uh, wins a couple races this year. Tyler, you were upset. You can say make the same one. Because that no, that was my bold prediction is that Sammy Smith's the rookie of the year and he wins three races. 
Well, why don't you why don't you make uh well I guess Brandon Jones can't really Yeah, why don't you make Sammy Smith your breakout and then move Brandon I know, I like... Jones to your bold prediction? Yeah, we can slide him around. I think okay. I think they're both gonna have really good years, but I I think Sammy Smith's gonna he he's my bold prediction. He he comes out he's the rookie of the year. I think he I think he wins it. There's only three eligible rookies. I think it's Oh gosh, who is? I just had it pulled up. It's uh, Sammy Smith, Parker Retzloff, and Chandler Smith. I think Sammy Smith's the rookie of the year. I think he's gonna. I think he'll be great in the eighteen. I, I'm like Evan. I think if Junior could somehow lure him away from Toyota, he would have him on Junior Motorsports' uh, roster for this for year this year in Xfinity. So my bold prediction: Colleague newcomer Chandler Smith finishes higher in the regular points season standings than uh, a regular season point standings. Than teammate Daniel Hemrick. Well, who you got in the final four? <laughs> who are you talking to? Me? Yeah. I got Josh Berry. I got Chandler Smith. I got Austin Hill. And I got Cole Custer. And I feel tainted. I left Justin Allgaier out. But the final four never ends up being what you think it's going to be. So well, I'm going. Uh... Sammy Smith, Sheldon Creed, Sam Mayer, and Josh Berry. I think the junior motorsports, I predicted it last year that they're going to dominate, and they did. Uh, I'm going to uh, finally give Justin Allgaier his due here in a second. I'm going to go Sheldon Creed, Sammy Smith, Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry. And I think Justin Allgaier finally gets it done. Okay, we got you picking Justin Allgaier to win. Yeah, I you just, I don't know. No, I can see it because he almost won last year. Yeah, he was really good, and and maybe he just finally quit being a bridesmaid would be kind yeah. of cool. So I'm gonna go Sheldon Creed, man. Oh you like his old hairdo, is what it was. <laughs> he had that helmet hair. You love that. Yeah, I think it, I just think he's one of the better drivers in Xfinity, and again with Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson now, it's his time to shine. I think he gets it done. I'm going uh, Josh Berry. I thought he was like beginning then, probably the one of the more consistent drivers last year. Uh, I think he picks up the new nickname, the closer with Kevin Harvick uh, taking off. Mm. Okay, now we're going to truck series. I, I'm just going to rifle through the teams here because we didn't do that as part of the preview last week because we looked and it got to be like an hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, holy cow, that's long. So first of all, we got Rev Racing. Uh, they're going to be new to the truck series. Basically, uh, they're the old 18 crew from KBM, uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports, going down to two trucks. So uh, Nick Sanchez will be the number two. He's going to have the number 18 crew. And they, like we said, they have an alliance with uh, KBM. They'll be driving a Chevy. Um, Kyle Busch Motorsports. Uh, this is part of his him moving to RCR. He had to drop Toyota. He's now Chevy. We got number four. Hey, Evan, you'll like this one. Although the sponsors haven't been named, he's got number four, Chase Purdy. Oh, Bama Buggies. Yeah, I haven't heard of Bama Buggies is on board yet. He also has number 51 part-time. Uh, they say Jack Wood's going to run part-time. Kyle Bush will probably run some races. Um Tricon, formerly David Gillen Racing, uh, Alpha Prime was taken, Legacy Motorsports was taken, so they went with Tricon. Uh, they got number five, Dean Smith. They got number 11. Oh, Dean Thompson. Or Dean, did I say Dean Smith? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's too old to drive. He might even be dead. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, they got uh, Dean Thompson. They got Corey Heim. No relation to Corey Haim. Will be in the eleven. And then they got the uh, the Gray brothers. Uh, number fifteen Tanner Gray. Number seventeen Taylor Gray. And then uh, number one William Salwowilich is a sixteen-year-old who they've uh, going to run part-time in the number one. And then we got Thor Sport, uh, one of the the real powerhouses in the industry. They moved from Toyota to Ford, which helped them land Haley Deegan. So number 13, Haley Deegan replaces Christian Eckes, which is weird because Christian Eckes moving the Toyota or moving the Thor Sport is what forced Grant Enfinger out of his ride. So if Grant could have just held on, 
Um, he would be in the number 13, maybe. Uh, Ty Majeski in the 66, who looked really strong last year. Matt Crafton, this is year number 20 with Menards. He now has the longest uh, uh, sponsorship deal of uh, of NASCAR with Kyle Busch losing his M&M. It's now uh, the Menards with uh, Matt Crafton. Then number 99, Ben Rhodes, who won the title two years ago. We can discuss it now. I feel like Haley Deegan has to perform well right. <laughs> in the 13. Like, uh, the past couple of years, it's like, hey, she's improving, she's improving, but now it's like you got to do something. I agree. Now or never. Uh, we got uh, Young Motorsports. They actually just announced uh, one of our favorites, Chris Wright. I don't know if you remember him. He's the guy that yeah. brings out all the yellows. Um, <laughs> he, he will be running for them. Uh, I believe in the number, I'd have to look it up, but uh, He's going to be running for them full-time, so look for more yellows this year. And then they got Spencer Boyd in the number 12, and they had someone else in the 20. Hold on, I'm pulling up the team chart. Yeah, they got Spencer Boyd in the 12, and they got Derek Krause in the 20, so he moved out of his number 19 truck. Hattori uh, Racing Enterprises, we've got Tyler Ankrum back in the uh, 16, running for Toyota. McAnally Higgleman Racing, uh, Christian Eckes is in the 19. He replaces Derek Krause. Chase Elliott, hey, you guys will like this. He's in the number 35 at Daytona to open the season. And then Jake Garcia is going to jump in the car the next race on his 18th birthday. They haven't said how many races he'll run. Uh, last year, one of the up-and-comers, Colby uh, Howard, back in the 91. AM Racing, which is also doing uh, Xfinity this year, but uh, Austin uh, Wayne Self uh, is in the 22. And then GMS Racing, uh, we got Grant Enfinger uh, in the 23, Raja Carruth, up-and-comer. He was really good in ARCA last year in the 24. Daniel Dye was also pretty good in ARCA. He's in the 43. Everyone's favorite, uh, Matt DiBenedetto, back with uh, Rackley War Racing, Realm Brothers, uh, they got uh, Mason Massey in the number 33. They had someone else run into, but uh, it wasn't worth noting. <laughs> uh, and then we got Front Row Motorsports, returning champion. Uh, he uh, decided not to go up. He didn't get any offers to go up, maybe, but he's back in the 38th. They did say he could run some cup races, so that was part of the deal of him coming back to Front Row Motorsports. Big shakeup, just announced in uh, Nice Motorsports. They're only running two full-time drivers this year. So sad, so you can get rid of the 40 and the 44 car. We got our man, Carson Hosevar, back in the 42. We got Wallace Allen back in the 45, and they're going to run the 41 part-time uh, Hallmar Racing, Stuart Friesen's back in the 52. Hill Motorsports, Timmy and Tyler have to share a truck. They're not going to have two trucks this year. They're sharing a truck. You know, as a kid, how hard it was to share toys with your, your siblings. <laughs> They're going to try to do it. We'll see if that works out. RIP to a, call, a few teams. Like we said, the 18, no more for KBM. Uh, the number five, no more for Hill Motorsports. And then the two Nice uh, Motorsports trucks dropping out. Pretty solid uh, field of candidates for rookie of the year. We got Nick Sanchez, uh, Brett Holmes, who I forgot to mention what truck he was in, uh, Rajah Kruth, Jake Garcia, and Daniel Dye. So that's what we got. We caught you all up to speed pretty fast. Um, who's going to have a breakout year? Oh, Brett Holmes is in the Brett Holmes Racing uh, <laughs> number 32. There you go. But I. Um... My breakout year is going to be uh, Nick Sanchez. He's a 21-year-old driver, rookie. Um, we saw him have some success last year in the Xfinity Series. Um, primarily was in the Arca Menard Series, um, where he won three times. Um, I, but last year with the Big Machine Racing in the 48, um, recorded four top 15s, uh, including a seventh-place finish at Martinsville. There you go. My breakout year, I'm, and it could also be a bold prediction. I think Tanner Gray makes the playoff 
push. Uh, he gets in the playoffs. He makes a push for a Final Four spot. Wow. Uh, I'm with Evan. I'll second his motion. Nick Sanchez is going to be the rookie of the year, ARCA champ. They tend to have pretty good success when they move into the trucks. And like Evan said, he had a good run in Xfinity last year in the limited races he saw. So, um, think he could be really good. Also, Rev Racing's partner with KBM. So, now they've gone down to two trucks. So, maybe – Little uh, alliance there to, to give Nick Sanchez some good equipment as he enters in full time for the first time in trucks. There we go. What have we got for bold predictions? Uh, I'm going to go Haley Deegan struggles again and crushes Luke's heart. Oh, we wanted a bold prediction. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Matt Benedetto. He makes the playoffs and wins a race. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go Carson. real. Oh, God. No, 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 I want to go real bold at the end. I want you to, I want to, I want to. I got Carson Hosevar finally gets a win. Three of them to be exact. Okay. I got, I got one for you. Okay. All four, four sport cars make the playoff. Whoa. Whoa. That one, makes it. That would mean Haley Deegan makes it. Okay, okay. So, who do you got for your final four? Uh, I went Zane Smith, Grant Infinger, Tom Majeski, Carson Hostovar. Okay. I, I think I I really like, obviously, Zane Smith won, won last year. Um, Grant Infinger, I think we all thought probably could have won it if he, some things would have gone the right way down the stretch in the last four races. Um, and I'm with you, TD. I think Carson Hostovar has a really good year. Uh, he, he would be nice to win more than one race, so I think you can do that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Coach uh, Carson Hosevar, Grant and Finger. Both of those friends of the program. A little bit of a homer pick, but those were two really awesome guys. Uh, ben Rhodes and Matt Crafton. Whoa, Matt Crafton! He was struggled last year. I, I know. That's why I can I could get in the final four. I got. Uh, I'm going like two. The last two champions, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, and I'm going all like old people. I'm going those two, not Matt Crafton old. But old, older people. I also got Grant Enfinger and Ty Majeski ran really strong towards the end of last year. I actually thought going into the final race he was going to win because he was the hottest truck at the time. But those are the uh, four I'm going with Majeski, Enfinger, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes. And then uh, for a champion, I'm going to go Carson Hosovar. Oh, wow. wow. That could be your bold prediction. No, my bold prediction is Haley Deegan breaking Luke's heart. <laughs> You know, we haven't even brought up Chase Briscoe on this podcast yet, and we're already breaking Luke's heart. That's really <laughs> tough. Um, gonna, he didn't even come on. I mean, like, is he trying to get a biological clock set with basketball? Why isn't he on? I don't know, man. I sent him up. an invite. I sent him a rundown. Maybe he's hiding. I'm checking the other participants. Nope, he's not there. <laughs> who, who do you got winning? Zane Smith back to back. I got Zane Smith back to back, too. I mean, like two years ago when Ben Rhodes won, he, like he was really strong beginning of the year, but like it seemed to me he wasn't lucky at the end, but he was good for that one race. And I just thought Zane Smith was strong all year. So I have more expectations for him this year than I had for Ben Rhodes last year. So that is that. And you know what? Next week, you know what we're bringing you? preview daytona daytona 500 preview well, are we doing it next week or the week after wasn't the race next week no the super bowls oh no wait shit i'm wrong no this is the oh week my gosh thinking. having read the calendar <laughs> hey, my, bio- my biological clock's all messed up <laughs> daytona 500 it says here february 19th 2023 yeah. damn well, yeah, next week we uh, might have a special guest might have a special guest Okay. And so I'm in charge of the rundown again, I guess. Yep. Okay. You want to join us on that one, Tyler? You might just be the third host. Yeah, at this point. It's you can always do the bit like um special uh our this week's guest, and I can always just be the the guest. Yeah. <laughs> or it could be SNL, like SNL, they have the the full time people, then they have the whatever they call the Whatever A. Whitney Brown was back when he was on. Uh, and Whitney Brown! <laughs> <laughs> so, 
all righty uh that is that for this podcast i'm excited we got the clash out of the way so now we can start the real racing uh daytona baby we are so bad what what uh what what are the uh shootouts i should know this we go qualifying wednesday night under the lights okay and then then we go we go uh a little dual action on thursday night i'm assuming that's fs1 for both six yeah six and 745 thursday night so i don't know if we do the rundown before the shootouts or the duels or after i don't know we'll have to figure it out the the listeners don't want to hear this so uh everyone goodbye (laughs) and we'll see you next week keep on racing can't wait whoop I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde, and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride Harry High and now I've got some other